you just have to say yes or no to what's in front of you. If you just keep saying yes or no, you're going to move in the, in the direction. Wherever you're wanting to put yourself, just figure that out. Like, Say yes if it moves you towards some stuff that matters or that you find value in in life. Or if it's no, then say no. Welcome, everyone, to the Lifestyle Engineer Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chenard. And today, I have Trace, Trace Kennedy with me. He is a pastor, gym owner, and small business mentor. I was I actually mixed that up a little bit. So he's a small business owner, which is a gym, and I know you're into real estate investing as well, but you're in the process of becoming a business mentor, a gym mentor. Welcome, Trace. Hey, Matt. So glad to be here. I feel like I should say roll tide. Because that's what everybody in Alabama does. Right? You say roll tide? Roll tide. We're big college football people down in the South. I knew you're big college football people, but explain to me what that means, roll tide. The University of Alabama. So we don't have professional sports in uh, Alabama. All we have is college. So we have two teams, the University of Alabama and then Auburn University. And uh, so you like are born like, and you have to pick right from like an early age who you pull for. And I was blessed enough to be raised in a family that was uh, uh, Alabama fans. And so I've been an Alabama fan my whole life. And so it's a really popular phrase like that's roll tide. Like ESPN used to even have to like this commercial about yeah. it. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so that's just the kind of the thing you say is roll tide. It lets people know that you're a good guy if you say that. <laughs> If you so, say more eagle, you're like, okay, yeah, we're not going to be friends. So what does it mean if I didn't know what that meant? I just get a pass, right? Yeah, you get a pass. Okay, good. Like, okay, yeah. You're like, oh, you must be from Canada then. Yes, you must be missing teeth because you're from Canada and played hockey or something like that, right? Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah. I'm yeah. really excited. It's an this. honor to be on here today, dude. I'm excited. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this. And uh, I'm just excited to be able to talk to amazing people like yourself doing great things. And a fellow Christian as well, which it's always nice to connect on that level to. Uh, we were just chatting before I started recording and I into, almost interrupted the conversation because I was like, oh, I want to I have this recorded. But we're talking about mentoring and you're in the process of becoming a mentor right now. In your mind, how important is that in someone's life? Um, I think it's probably one of the most important things you can do because you could use the word mentor in some spaces. You could use a uh, spiritual father. If you want to, you could use a discipler, right? There's like so many different words that you could use, but basically just all it really is is find like helping someone get for, like seeing like the big overarching uh, path that they're looking to go towards in life and helping people like from like, uh, like a thousand feet up in the air helping them get to those next stages and seeing what's around them, keeping them on a, a good like path and stuff like that. So I think it's one of the most important things that you can do uh, as a person uh, and as a business owner, like to have a mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, as you're staying, saying that, I wrote down discipleship, right? It's discipleship, it's, mentoring. It's the same thing. Yeah. Helping. It's... um. It's building a relationship that can withstand loving truth, helping someone become a better version of themselves in different areas. Or even if it's, let's talk about business ownership, you're helping the business, the organization become a better version, more purpose-driven, impactful version of itself too, right? So the principles apply. And that's what I've noticed 
being a mentor or coach um, throughout the years is there's principles that you attach to or you can attach yourself to and work towards to refine yourself and your organizations. Yeah. And like, even with like, like coaching, right. You most of the time when you're coaching, it's like a, I guess like a specialized or like a, like a, a specific area that you're finding a coach for, whether it be finances, it could be business coaching. It could be, um, uh, a physical fitness coach, nutrition coach, whatever. Right. Um, but those are like more like specific to things. Like, uh, I like to think like mentors are like more like generalists, right. Because it like helps someone like overall, like even connecting, like a mentor would connect someone to a coach, right? right. If they need it, if like, okay, I know someone who you would benefit greatly from in this specific area that you're struggling. So you have like, you're further out looking at the, at the person or looking at where they're at in life and helping connect them to the the right people to keep moving them towards like the big picture stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, you have that 10,000 you're up in the air looking around to see, Hey, where's, where's this road connect? Who can help them connect this road faster? And some of us, if we define success for a moment as the way the world would see it, some of the most successful people are the connectors. Yep. Right. And I'm convinced every person that I'm around that's successful in air, any area of life, they have some sort of mentor. Um, it, that's the I, I think it was a secret in the past and now more and more like people and maybe uh a decade ago probably didn't like telling people that they had people that were helping them and right. now it's like like now it's like no like when you get to know some of these people like oh you definitely have a mentor right and and so in every area of my life that really matters it could be as a husband uh, it could be uh, as a, a follower of Jesus, or it could even be in business. There's someone there who is helping me get to that next spot that I need to be in with my life. Absolutely. And I think part of it is, and you can let me know what you think on this, is it's putting money above the rest sometimes, meaning because mentorship isn't usually cheap, right? It's an investment right. in yourself. Right. And it's yeah. seeing the dollar amount and saying, is it really worth it? Because it's hard to get that instant gratification or feedback that you're used to getting when you spend money on something. Like as an example, if you spend money on a platform for your business or you hire someone that increases your profit or revenue, that's easy to justify. But what's a lot harder is to connect. Hey, I'm working on myself. I'm working on core values. I'm working on my mindset. What's the ROI on that? Right. And I think that like the, you would be able to measure ROI on mentorship in like decades and generations. I think that's like the long-term play. If you've got the right mentors, they're making an impact on your life 10, 20, 30 years down the line. And that's hard to, that takes discipline and a certain mindset to see. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I think it's even a mindset shift because because we're so used to instant gratification or getting an instant ROI. And if we're not getting an ROI initially, that we would like cut that thing out to find the thing that's going to produce right now. You know, because we're so like focused right now on the like what's happening. We're really like it is a complete mindset shift to start thinking 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the line, right? 
or yeah. shoot, even thinking about your grandkids or your great grandkids, right? Yeah, and so I think you do infinite banking. You have whole life policies, correct? It's that I same do. mindset, yeah. right? And right. you're creating a legacy. You're building something for the future, but you're also trying to create the impact with what you have now. So it's like almost two sided, and not just storing things up for a day. Maybe you don't <laughs> ever reach. And also right. not just spending it all now and think it's all in the now either. Right. And that's like the thing, even just like, like, you know, it's like January. And so you start thinking about, or and Christians, like they'll start like reading the Bible and they try to re read it all the way through, like in a year and you start right. in in Genesis, right? January, February is like Genesis, Exodus, stuff like that. But spending time in those scriptures, man, you just see like, even God is like, he's, he's a generational God, like every promise he's made, everything that he says he's going to do, he's not thinking about it like instantly. And that's the biggest thing I'm like seeing this, like even just in January, right? It's like, man, like some of the stuff that I'm believing God's wanting to do in my life, like I might not see it until I'm like 80 or 90, or I might not see it, but my great grandkids will see it. Am I okay with that? That's a tough question. Like, are you okay with that? Right. And have you laughed? I don't know. Answer? <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that I'm okay with it, but I would love to do everything I possibly could to to see those things. But I really do believe there's going to be things uh, that I won't see in my lifetime. Right. Um, but I know that I played a part in seeing those things come. To I guess it's a perspective too, later, right? right? Because you're currently sitting and standing in something that was created years prior, good or bad. Right. Yeah, I would be naive and dumb, right, to think, and like, part of even me being where I'm at in life now, like, it has to go back to, like, my dad or my granddad or great-granddad, right? Yeah, I was chatting with my wife, Jalisa, about this and talking about how we'll pass on our good and bad habits to the next generation and the generation after that, right? It's because... Yes, financially, you can pass that on. You can create a legacy. You can create security for the next generation. But what's even more important for sure is I think a lot of that mindset and that character, the character and qualities of a person because that goes with you everywhere. Where if we're just using the example of money in this instance, that can only be applied to so much. And it, right. it, it'll only shield you from a very small amount of life. Right. Yeah. Pete Scazzaro, he's like one of my favorite uh, writers and a former pastor. He says that Jesus may live in your heart, but grandpa lives in your bones. And mm. I thought that's such a powerful statement because it is the truth. Like I've got like generational things like that have been passed down to me that were just from my granddad or great granddad. Like if you do like a, like a, a family of origin, like, and you start breaking that stuff down, like, what were characteristics that your grandparents had or that your parents had? What about your great grandparents? Like how was their marriage? Did they, did they have any addictions or did they, you know, all these different things, anger problems. And you can see where like, if you just go back to maybe three generations and those are fun conversations to have with your parents and be like, Hey, tell me what right. uh, your parents' uh, relationship was like. Was there any infidelity in their relationship? Or what about our great-grandparents, right? And you find out all the stuff. Like, oh, wow, I see why I am screwed up to the spot that I kind of am screwed up to, right? 
And then right. that gives me a good thing to like kind of work through some of that stuff, right? Because it may flesh out differently. And that's what I noticed in my life was that I definitely have anger issues uh, and they're just flesh out differently. Like my, my granddad or great granddad uh, was abusive, like to my granddad um, and to his wife, like physically abusive. And then my granddad was, you know, not as physically abusive, but he was verbally abusive, right? That would be the the one that was more so the thing. And now, like, that stuff passes down. And I realized, like, I'm definitely not physically abusive at all. But, man, I can say something that could hurt my wife. Right. And I'm like, and it just fleshes out differently. I'm like, okay, God, like, here it is. Can we sanctify that stuff, too? But, yeah, it's definitely generational. So, yeah, I know we're talking about money. But it really it is all of the stuff. We would be crazy to think like that this world is just about like us right right now. Because honestly, in a hundred years, somebody probably doesn't even know who I am anymore. Like they don't right. know my name. They don't know what I've spent all of this time trying to build or do to create legacy and all this stuff. Like in a hundred years. 150 years Evel? my name is my name's gone it's all and I'm vapor, okay with right? that right right and i'm okay with that as a believer because that's what like the kingdom is man it's like we're like i could build my own stuff right but it, it, in 100 years it's for not right? right but that's why i've got to spend time doing the things that really do matter it's like 100 200 a thousand years from now that makes sense that perspective does a lot of things, but two big things I believe is it keeps you humble. It keeps you knowing that, yeah, no matter what I do, <laughs> my name's not going to be remembered in however long, right? And I, I mentioned Hevel, like Ecclesiastes talks about this very thing. And right. also then it, it keeps you humble, but it keeps you grateful as well for Grateful and more present in the moment. Yes. I was about to say it make because the like you could go two routes with that. You could just become like totally just like nihilistic, like, well, yeah, screw this. Like I'm like no, nothing matters then. Or everything matters. Like, mm -hmm. and I'm so I'm humble one, and I'm in the position that I'm in. And then two, I'm gonna make the most of of this moment that I'm in because it, it, if it's connected to something beyond my life, then it does matter. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And we're talking about generational things. If you do, you, have you studied? I haven't studied, so I should say this first, but epigenetics, basically passing like your, how you, like things that we do can be passed down and someone should check on this. Um, what I understand, I can check on my computer is, it's basically the study of how we pass things on through our genetics play, how we, how we view things, how all these different things or how I, if I work out as an example, my right. kids, will they be more fit as a byproduct of that? Do you have, you have kids? We do not. Okay. Yeah. I, I would be curious. I was going to add if, if you did, cause I only have a five-year-old and uh, she's almost five and almost two. So I would be curious to know, even on that, so I would imagine. So I, I see it at our gym, like people who have been there and now they have kids that are like growing up and like exercising or even being more mindful about nutrition. I'm sure that the data is there. I just, I, I haven't, I, 
personally, I haven't experienced it, but my daughter's probably way more athletic than I ever was. So I would mm. imagine so though. It's or even to. just being around it, right? And and right. doing different activities. And I should say by the time this airs, like so we're expecting in July our first kid. So I can share that on here nice. now. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank dude. you. Yeah. Dude, do you yeah. know what you are having? No, we do not. Dude, that's awesome. It's a surprise. Dude. Man, I'm excited for you. Welcome to the world, man. Thank you. Yeah, a whole different adventure, right? Yeah. And kudos to this. You said this episode is going to air in July. No, we're expecting July. Oh, um, oh, okay. I was about to say, but, man, if you're way that far off into the future with your podcast, kudos to you, man. Well, so we're talking about legacy talking. That's basically yeah. what my program is, right? Is my right. coaching program is helping people define the purpose behind what they want to pursue, creating core values, mission, vision, priorities, and then creating a roadmap, a general roadmap to where they want to go and trying to be as impactful and purposeful and pursue excellence in those things. Yes. So in saying that, like I've been working on this podcast slowly in the back end for about a year and a half, and your episode will probably air in April-ish. Yep. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So my buddy and I, we have a podcast. It's called Anything Goes. And our tagline is the Not So Weekly Podcast. So we're, <laughs> we're just like, we, we, we talk about whatever, whenever, you know. Um, uh, but then it's like, we try to go once a week, but we've, we like record it on Monday and release it on Wednesday. Oh, so fast turnover. <laughs> yeah, super fast. There's not Kudos a lot of pressure to- then, right? No, yeah, and that's what and that's what we wanted to do. We had tried to uh, do podcasts, and we had been a part of podcasts in the past where it was like, all right, let's hit these certain measures and let's do all these different things, and it just kind of got to where it was like a a job. And like, hey, let's do a podcast, but let's easy squeezy, right? Easy squeezy. It's, yeah, it's been fun. It really is fun to do. It is like you get to learn from other people and just have conversations and. I kind of want to go back to the mentorship thing. Yeah. So you've been a mentee, like you've had coaches, mentors. What has that done for you in your life? Oh man, there's so like so many different like stages. Um, I would say first and foremost, as a mentee, it helped me uh, develop into a man uh, mm. would be the, the first spot. Um, Cause yeah, I screwed it up tons of times along the way but i've just always seen one it started with my dad he's just always been present in my life like and so i would say yeah he was my dad but he's a mentor in my life he shaped me to see what what i value what really matters in life he taught me like major life lessons i don't even think he meant to teach me some of the life lessons that he taught me like he just the way he lived Right. And, but he's just always there to, to guide me in different spots. So one turning, like being, becoming a man, uh, was a spot, but then also I had a pastor who really helped shape me into a believer, um, and walk me through some of like some very doubtful moments in faith, um, that I needed someone to be there with me. And uh, so faith, my faith was shifted by a mentor as well. And then when I got into the uh, in business, we like when we opened up our gym three years ago, like 
five months into the process is when uh, the lock or not October, November, December, January. yeah, five months. Uh, that was when um, the lockdown happened uh, with uh, COVID. And then I hired a mentor in April of 2020. And from business, it, it, it totally changed our business. Like go from like $6,000 in revenue to like, $35,000 a month in revenue just for, and a lot of that is credited to having a mentor that, right. that was there that like, and like, Hey, we had some terrible ideas in our first five months of owning the gym, terrible ideas. And, uh, as soon as we got into mentorship, they're like, Hey, I've done those things before. And here's how it turned out for me. You might mm -hmm. not want to do these things. Here's some things that I know work and here's some data based on those things. You want to try doing this? You want to focus on like, oh, and then I was like, yeah, let's do that. And then get pretty good at that thing. Like, hey, what about focusing on this thing next? So it's just right. like the next right thing, the next right thing. Like, what what is it now? All right, great. Now what's the next thing? And they just helped us build systems and operations and then just even audiences and how to pass stuff off to other people as well. And and they didn't like do it in a way that was like overbearing, like do all these things all at one time. I think that's the great thing about a mentor right. is that they don't give you a million things to do. They just give you the one thing that you need right to do thing. right now that matters. Yeah. The right thing in that moment, you, you get that win and then go on to the next thing and you just start stacking small wins and small wins. And in the process, you create some, some confidence too, as a business owner. So. Yeah. And what was that scary to, invest in that during the pandemic yes uh yes because the first time we kicked the tires on it like when we were opening the gym we're like, like i read uh, a book um from the the mentorship group that i'm a part of and i was like okay let's just like do a discovery call and see and we said no the first time because i was like i just can't spend that money there's no way right. i can do this right now and then the lockdown happened and, but they had been, we just consumed all of their free content, all their free content, and it was working. And I looked at my wife and I was like, because they they created a Facebook group before the lockdown started happening. And they let anybody into that group. Yep. And they were like, hey, gyms are closing in China. Gyms are closing in Ireland. Gyms are closing in England. And I'm like, oh, that's not going to happen here. There's no way. And then next thing you know, like things are happening. I was like, oh my gosh, like, babe, I think in the next few weeks, our gym's going to close down. And she's like, there's no way. I was like, I think it is. And then they're just giving away all this free stuff. And so we were able to like successfully transition everyone in the gym to online um, during like, right before the lockdown. And I, or, or right at the lockdown, we had a plan in place. We, it wasn't like we were confused or scared or trying to figure out another benefit of having a mentor is like they can help set up those things so you can right. lead confidently even in like chaotic situations. And so I was sold then. I was like, okay, let's just, let's do it. Now it was, it was scary to write that check and just be like, okay, let's do it. But I was like, they've helped us a ton for free. Imagine what would happen if we get paid the money. And that makes a world of difference. And I think those are the businesses that will be here. For a yeah. long time, right? And the ones that took that step of faith, like the calculated step of faith 
and yeah. invested in something important that you should you would add value and that's where that whole attachment of money comes in like because there's cost there's value and there's price so what's the value of something what could it give you what's the cost of not doing it and then what's the price tag i think we automatically always look at the price tag instead of taking in all that information yeah yeah and like i agree like you just see like hey what does it cost and i hate when like i know people are always going to ask that question right but like and it's justifiable but that you don't need to go into it anything what is the cost of it you all you have to i think you should start with what am i getting out of this what like that value that you're talking about those are like the questions you need to be that need to be answered before you hear like what a price is of something because you're not if you're making a decision based on a dollar sign i don't know if it's decisions honestly you need to be making like right. I, what is the, you need to be making decisions like what is the value of this thing that i'm going to get yeah what's the value and the question we often ask people in um no sweat intros in the gym or my pro coaching program i say what is the cost of not doing this so what is what does your life look like five years from now if you do not take action today and what that does is help them analyze and look at it and see because we are the byproduct of our mindset and our actions five years previous right so the same thing is going to be applied in the next one year two years three years talking about that legacy attaching back to that is planting those seeds knowing that you're going to be moving in a certain direction and finances is only one metric of everything so i use something called the fit five flywheel right mental yeah. physical spiritual relational professional yeah i use financial uh, pretty similar yeah 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 those are i think i do use the same the same the one faith five, the six f's do you use that one yeah this i use six f's yeah yeah faith, faith finance fitness, family fame. fun freedom yeah faith fitness family freedom finance future future yeah the fun one in there i think i don't know why i always think of fun sneaks in there we could do seven i might do seven episodes. yeah and seven would be great we can I'm always just, add another one yeah just start looking through all the words that start with f and figure out the ones that would make sense fun it's all it's fun. all fun this is so this is just a random question i just thought what's just off the top of your head what's been talking about how decisions can change the trajectory of your future what's been one of the most important decisions you've made in your life that's changed you believe has changed your trajectory uh fitness uh deciding to get healthy mm. hands down uh it changed so like because the things that came from that like because i I lost 80 pounds 10 years ago. Wow. Like I just came in off the street, uh, like depressed, knew that I was like something in my life had to change, but I couldn't like, I could not do it on my own because I had started and stopped probably 15 different things and just couldn't. But like when I prioritized my health and like I put the money down for it, right? And Because I, I was... I was a college, I had just graduated college and I was working a part-time job. I had no money. So my, like 50% of my monthly expense, like was my gym membership. Um, and, but it, 
You gave me confidence in myself and allowed me to know that I could do hard things. Even when I wanted to quit, I, I knew that I could finish a task. It gave me self-discipline as well. And the things that like those lessons, they just started translating over to other things in life, like that I could be disciplined, not just in my fitness, but I could be uh, disciplined in my, my faith. I could be disciplined in my marriage. I could be disciplined in, uh, in my job. And then, uh, yeah, like I, and then even like I can do hard things, right? Like that was that was a lesson I never thought I would learn because I was so insecure, and I would like I didn't even do things that I didn't know how to do. Like I, I was like, if I thought there's a chance that I could fail at something, I wouldn't even try that thing. So I just had this little bubble of things that I was really good at, and I would just do those things. And it turns out those little things I was good at really wasn't like amounting to anything in life, anyways. And right. so like that, like figuring out that I could put myself in tough situations, learn how to do something, try to do it. And then when I want to quit, like muster up the energy to continue, dude, that moved over to like the business world and just life. So like when tough things happen, yeah, they suck. And I don't like when tough things happen, but I know that I can make it through that stuff. Mm. So yeah, uh, fitness for sure. That was the best decision I could ever make in my life because it changed the trajectory of my life because right. we own a gym, right? Now we're, we're, that gave me the confidence to mentor small businesses in our town. Now we're mentoring uh, gyms and stuff as well. It's just, it's it's been crazy. It's pretty amazing. And when you look at it, it's, so you purchased the membership and you said it was half of your your monthly income. It was like a hundred and thirty bucks a month in like two thousand and uh, two thousand like eighteen. No, not two thousand eighteen. Two thousand and fourteen. Yeah, so that's a lot of money. Two thousand fourteen. Yeah, especially for a twenty four year old. Yeah, yeah. And then so what? You went in purchasing a membership, right? A fitness membership. But what you actually yeah. purchased is these qualities of character that have planted seeds. Yeah than now right like yep. you wouldn't have had a gym most likely um you wouldn't have had the confidence to mentor other businesses so like that one small action that step of faith that in the right direction because i think we often get caught up in trying to make the perfect decision but i think you're better off making a decision taking action in the right direction yes. than you are trying to make the perfect decision Right. Then that's good. I'm probably going to steal that and use that for sure. Go for it. But no, yeah, I just say like everybody gets like locked up on like what's my purpose in life and what is like, and that's a very daunting question. And a lot of people like will just like be paralyzed by that and they'll never do anything because they're so afraid they're going to miss their purpose. Or they don't yeah. want to figure it like I just tell people all the time, like when if I'm sitting down with like, a, and it's typically like the college age, like the early 20s, mid 20s, even into 30s, trying to figure out purpose in life. And I'm like, look, you just have to say yes or no to what's in front of you. Like if you just keep saying yes or no, like you're going to move in the, in the direction. But the way you're saying, like, you just have to, like, wherever you're wanting to put yourself, just figure that out. Like say yes, if it moves you towards some stuff that, that matters or that you find value in in life, or if it's no, then say no. I don't, I think that, that 
we can very much like we can overcomplicate that stuff so much. 100%. But but I I the way I made it to where I am in life now is just been tied to a bunch of small yeses. And so I I coach a lot on purpose, and it's it's a tough thing to coach on. But I think you're exactly right. A lot of people get caught up on this thought of what's my purpose here on earth? What do I need to do? Um, who do I need to be? But in reality, we're not going to know our macro purpose. Like we're not going to know exactly, like in the right. sense of every single thing we need to do. But there's a micro purpose. There's a micro right. purpose in saying, I'm going to show up to the best of my abilities with how I've been created, what I've been given, and what I've been entrusted to steward and make the best decision I possibly can. And if I know my heart is in the right place, if I know that, like as a for me as a Christian, if I know I'm pursuing the kingdom, then even if it doesn't work out in the world's eyes, even if it doesn't work out in what people say success is, I'm still going to glean something from it, or I'm still going to be able to develop in character. Because I'm sure there's been ton, many times you have, um, quote unquote, failed in something yes. you pursued. Tons. Tons of times. And that, that's something that uh, we talk about a lot is like, you know, like those uh, walkways at the airport that um, they're like the escalators, but they expedite your journey. Yeah, they're fine. Right, 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 right. And but they're going in a specific direction. Right. Yeah. And I like to view some of this stuff like as purpose. Right. Like we we can we can stand on those things and like and God will like push us in a specific direction. But then if we like participate in the process, we actually get to some of those places a lot faster. So God's God's grace for sure, but then our participation in those things really does help us get to those spots a lot faster. But then on the other end, like you could use all the energy in the world that you want to go in the opposite direction that that thing's going. And to some degree, you could get in the opposite direction. Right. But at some point in time, you're going to tire out. And then God and just his goodness, he's going to direct you back to where, like where he was planning for you to go anyways. Right. Like he, like you're not going to miss out on your purpose. And that's like the encouraging things. Like, right. It's, it's God's purposes in the earth. Like, so, and those things are going to happen and he'll just direct you down those paths. Like, so you can do whatever you want and you can go your own way and you can push people out of the way and you can hurt people in the process, but like God and his goodness, he will get you to where you need to go. So I find it easier just to participate in just small. Yes, small, yes, small, yes, small, small yes. yes. Right. That's one of the best analogies to a very complex thing, right? God's going to fulfill his purposes and we can participate. Cause I think one of the things that as a Christian and uh, other people they str struggle with as well is okay if it's not my doing right if it's if god's in control of everything why do i even try but that that analogy there it's like well no you you're you're participating right you're an active participant and he's going to use good and bad to fulfill his purposes so if i make a mistake he's still going to use it yeah he's still going to do what he's going to do, right? Right. His plan is to use us for his purposes. Right. Like that is the plan. 
because the other the, the like the opposite the swing in the other direction well if god just gonna do whatever the heck he wants to do then like i'm not gonna do anything which is like you don't have a full grasp of who god is then if you're like oh well he can just do whatever like you're missing out like what he the mystery what god's chosen to do is to use us to fulfill his purposes in the world which just blows my mind that he would want to do those things and 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 that's what he he chooses to do that's so crazy to me and then when you can step into that with confidence that the grace aspect and know that we don't like we don't deserve any of this right and it's just it's all grace and that we can participate. So then my question is, what about the other end of the spectrum where someone is super driven, um, very successful, and they say, I can do this all on my own, or I've done this all on my own? Yeah. And that's a, like, and I think that is going to be the rub for uh, entrepreneurs uh, in, right. in some of the spaces. Like, and it's the rub for me. And it's always the spot that I'm like, 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 God, like, what do you want me to participate in? But then there's moments also where if I'm unhealthy, I'm performing and producing on my own outside of those spots with God. And, and I'll just totally depend on myself. And like the clear indicator for me when those things are happening, like the, like to where I know that I'm like working outside of my, my lane is where where I find my like my motives and desires for these things for me to get glory or for me to get recognition or for me to get approval. If I'm doing stuff just so I can like be on your podcast or be recognized by people that I look up to in industries, those are typically uh, indicators for me where I need to do like a check to be like, okay, what is my motive for, for, pouring myself into this stuff is it to benefit other people and is it to fulfill the things that i feel like god's called me to do in my life or am i really doing this just to like to get recognized or to get the promotion like there's nothing wrong with promotions it's just all about like or there's nothing wrong with recognition either it's just what is the motive for it like why am I only doing this for you to recognize me or for you to say, hey, great job. Look at this person. They've built a really successful business or they have it all together. If that's the stuff, then like then then we need to like come back to square one and, and figure this stuff out. Right. And we got to really check some motives in your heart. Right. And I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's tracking with what what you were asking. Because you're trying to be like, OK, like. If what if I am doing all of this stuff because I'm super self-motivated and outside of like purposes? Yeah, I I like the way you explain that too. And I just had this thought as you're talking there. It's when you're doing it for the right purpose, um, you believe that you're working alongside God, right? Instead of just doing it on your own. Do you find that you're less worried and that you have you spend less energy i'm definitely less worried and less anxious um because i know outside of like the grace of god like i wouldn't be in some of the spots that i'm in Hmm. like i remember uh last year because we used to be in some groups together i remember going to like a tinker meetup 
it was my first tinker meetup to ever go to in person and we were going to miami and uh i remember the night before talking to my wife and saying i'm very nervous about going in this room tomorrow and she's like why she's like because i don't want to just try to impress everybody that's in this room and be a people person and like I and I don't want to put my self worth into those things, and I know like that in the past those are things that God's been working in me for like the past eight years, always looking to see who I could get approval from to say like well done. Like I've been like since a kid, a lot of the things I did as a kid was just so that my parents would say good job, right? And so I I remember being in that room and like right before we got in there, I feel like God was like. He really did get like give me a word to be calm. It's like I put you here. Like you didn't put yourself here. You're crazy if you think that you put yourself here, because like six years ago, before we opened the gym, I was like filing unemployment, and then I was a substitute teacher up until right before we opened the gym. Like I had no background in gym ownership, and so like and God like did a quick like, hey, let's just look back. Let's run this again really fast. Like. Do you think you got yourself here? I'm like, no, I don't think I got myself here. Mm. So, okay, we'll just go in the room and be you, right? Yeah, that's really freeing. You're dropping a lot of nuggets here and it's a lot of wisdoms because that's, it's, that's all the whole imposter syndrome thing too, right? Is, but you, yeah. I don't think it's bad to feel like an imposter sometimes because that no. helps you grow. Yes. There's expense. nothing wrong with saying, I don't know, like, or I don't belong somewhere. That's a great starting point, I feel like. And what you do from that is really what matters. There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't belong somewhere, right? But then you got to figure out why you're in those spots and why you do belong there. And that's yeah. the journey. And you can go on that journey by yourself and then you can like fake it till you make it or you could turn into somebody that you're not and just so you can do the things like that would be a terrible place to go and like i would imagine anxiety would be through the roof you find yourself doing stuff that you never wanted to do becoming yep. someone that you never wanted to become right but if instead say i don't know why i'm here but then but i do know what my values in life are and i do know what my priorities are now how do i take those things into this new spot that I'm in, like you got to have those values, right? So like, if not, then you're going to just be chasing everything under the sun yeah. all the time. But I know who I am as a person. And so because I know who I am, I can say, I don't know this, but now I can know this, but I can still be who I know I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Don't think of Moses, right? <laughs> like like free right. people. Right. Right. And just super like, no, I don't think, I think this is what you got the wrong person or whatever else. And I, yeah, I like the way you said that and how, just how you can be an active participant in it. And it's, so I mentioned something, I think I did a video a couple of weeks ago on this is, so recently my Instagram profile blew up. Yeah, so I went, saw that dude. Yeah. So, and someone asked me the question is like, how does that feel? In terms of, are you afraid of, so Phil Chan, I had him on the podcast a couple episodes ago. I was like, are you nervous that this will take you in a direction you don't want to go? Meaning like the influence, because it can go to your head. And 
for a couple of reasons, I said, no, one is I try to surround myself with people who keep me humble in a good way and keep right. me accountable. But two is I was just sharing who I was, my authentic self, right? I wasn't trying to be anyone else other than me. So I can step into all my videos, all my posts and just post me. So like you're saying is I can't imagine what it is like to gain success at the sacrifice of your character. Um, and I've prayed that for a long time is I don't want to gain anything if I don't first know who I am. Right. Um, that's a very, I think a very dangerous spot to be in because you're going to follow the success instead of following God, right? You're going to, instead right. of following who you're supposed to be. Yeah. And it would be like to gain success at the expense of like, or from a spot of this, not you, not uniquely you. Like I think of the scripture, what would it mean to prop to, uh, to gain the whole world, but to lose your soul in the process. And that's where that is played out. Because we can we can chase all that stuff. Like success is, it doesn't have to be money, dude. It could just be right. people knowing who I am, man. I would like fleshly me. I would go to the ends of the earth for people to know, just know me, know my name. That's yeah. so dumb, man. But it it's the it's the truth, and I really do think that God will position people who are like like settled in who they are. Like and understand who they are. To like, we need that as like for we need influential people who are settled in just who they are, especially now, because with the pressures with like society, cancel culture, all this, you can be shaped into all these like becoming a specific type of person, and that's just who you have to be at the fear of losing your influence. And if you think that you got that you got that influence on your own, then you're like sad. Like that's, that's the difference. It's like, you didn't get that influence on, on your own. And so you think you're just, you're going to lose that influence on your own. They're like, no. Right. So, and if you lose that influence, then it shouldn't matter. Right. If you, truly it wasn't are. yours anyways. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing I think about too, is if you base your value and your character on external circumstances, you're going to be a very inconsistent person because how quickly does truth, quote unquote truth again, change nowadays? How quickly does it change? Like even styles, like so something as simple as clothing styles, like you have to continually get new clothes. So what if you're basing your character and your value on these ever changing circumstances and what is deemed successful and what isn't deemed successful or was deemed valuable and is not. So it's better to work on becoming the consistent person with who you've been designed, being refined, asking to be refined, sanctified in that so that you can step into any situation, whether it's consistent or not, and just be able to impact with who you are despite the circumstances. Yeah, I like to call it integrated living to where you're like integrating, where you're being the, the person that you are in all these different areas or arenas in life, right? It's like you may be in different places and you may operate in different in different spots, but you're going to be the same person in those spots, even though you're doing different tasks. Like I like to think about it even like at my house, like in the kitchen, 
there's certain tasks that I'm doing in the kitchen, right, that I have to do. But if I go by right back here to my, my daughter's room, I'm still the same person when I go in there, right? Yeah. Now, I'm not cooking, I'm not cooking in, the, in my daughter's room. But I didn't change who I was from from one room in the house to the next. And so we've got to, and that's the thing. It can't be like, well, here's business me. Here's husband me. Here's dad me. And then here's Christian me. And then here's this other, like, that that can't exist. And it has, right? You've seen it. I don't like with people like if you just come from like a, a business world where you're one yeah. way at work and then you're a totally different way at home or even in the faith like you're one way at church and then you're a totally different way at at your job or at home like we just got too many hats that we're trying to wear and being yeah. too many like different people and that's not who we're called we're called to be the same person and function differently in different spots but still be the same person everywhere that we are right so i can go sit in a room and still be me i like the analogy you're talking about with like different clothing style changes because i've gone through some crazy clothing style changes uh, over my life right and i think in the future there'll probably still be more but man i would love to try to still be that i want to be the same person regardless of those changes and you mentioned changing hats and even just you just verbally saying like being this person in this circumstance or this circumstance i call them platforms like being a different person, all these different platforms to fit in or to, because that's how you built it up. That sounds tiring just hearing it, right? And I think for people listening, if you find yourself, um, I mean, anxiety is a whole big thing that you can't talk on. You can't, there's not a blanket fix, sure. but but being missed, I think Jordan Peterson talked about this once. He's like, it's a misalignment um, most of the time of not being who you've you're meant to be you're going the wrong direction and also just if we use the analogy of masks putting on a different mask over and over and being a character being a an actor in these different circumstances how draining yeah right? like and you don't tired. even know who you are at that yeah. point in time it's impossible to know who you are if you're playing all these different parts like who is the real you right and I, I want my my daughters like if I took if I went to the gym later on with them like or I went to the church like I would I hope that they see the same me in those places that they see at home. I think that would be a like it's like a fear that they would be like you're different here than you are there. And why is there why is there like what is that I'm, so that's one of the things i really am like focused in on like i want to be the same person in all these different spaces yeah and i guess for people listening ways you can like if you are really feeling disoriented and like the, so what i do with my coach people um so christians or non-christians like you can use this right. is Basically, find someone you admire and you admire their qualities, right? So qualities are things that are not defined by these ever-changing circumstances. So let's say, hey, someone I admire, they seem like they are, like they have integrity, right? They, they seem like they're going to do what they're going to say they're going to do no matter who's watching, and they're consistent. Take that, write it down, 
and try to live into that every single day. Because with time, you'll become more like that. And like everything good is from God. So that's a part of his character. And the more you step into that, the more you're going to be start becoming that person, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's consistency. That's the yeah. thing, man. Like we just live in a time that is just so not consistent. Like, and that is like the one thing I tell people this all the time. Like if you want, like if you want to make the biggest impact right now, just be consistent with what you like, what you do and what you say, if you could just be that for 10 years, like that, and and people don't like hearing like those, those types of answers, but it really is the truth. Like just be, just be consistent. Like that's it. Cause that's so countercultural and we're so, we are like, we're like, cause this, like in these spaces now we're like nothing, um, nothing like blows our mind anymore. Like somebody could do something one day and then they're not doing it the next day. And I was like, Oh, okay, whatever. That's just how it is. So like countercultural, what blows people's minds now is consistency. And that's difficult. That's, that's the hard thing to do, right? The simple things day in and day out, being the consistent husband, the consistent spouse, being the consistent father, mother, brother, sister, um, business owner, being the consistent person, all those aspects, that's challenging, but it's may, way more rewarding than what people are pursuing. Right? People are pursuing the byproduct instead of becoming the person that just does the day-to-day work. And then yeah. you get lost when you just chase the byproduct, meaning money, a nicer right. house, nicer car, which again, it's not bad if you have any of those things, but if you lose who you are in the process of trying to attain those, that's when you get really lost. Yeah. And it's like, it's can be consistent. It's not be perfect because that would be the danger in it. Yeah. And why, where people could be like, like totally turned off and like, well, I can't do that. But no, we're not, nobody's saying be perfect because you're not going to be. And like, no, I don't even think that's even part of being consistent because sometimes no. consistent really is like only a 10% effort at the thing you said that you value and want to do. Right. But it's still a, a, a choice that you make to, to do the thing. It, the effort may just be a little different. Mm-hmm. And so that would just be an encouragement to the people who are listening would be like, Nobody's saying be perfect. Just no. be consistent. Just be consistent. It's like a simple math problem too. If you think of it in the gym sense, what are you better off doing? Working out seven days in a row, two hours a day in a 30-day time span and then missing the other 23 days? Or are you better working out seven days throughout the month? Right? That's That's consistent. The other one is perfect, but you went, so hardcore into it that you weren't able to develop the lifestyle around it that you're most likely going to be up and down so if you can just commit to whatever it is a gym setting being a better husband better wife being a better business owner just commit to one small thing a week and then maybe add another small thing the next week because think about it in a like going back to the start of this episode over a year span, five year span, 10 year span, there's no way we can measure the exponential growth of that. Yeah. I mean, it really, it's like, it's just small things too. Like, like as a business owner, like being like spending 30 minutes, if you could, could you spend like 30 minutes a day, like working 
on a particular part of your business, like not working in it, but just working on it. Like just commit 30 minutes on one specific thing just to move your business a little bit further. And that's what I work with with our small business owners that I work with is like, hey, like what's what right now is like one thing you can do like for 30 minutes. That's it. All right. And then, all right, once we move that measurable, now that we can track it and see that, okay, you've been doing this for 30 minutes, working on this thing for two weeks, like what does the results look like in your business? Okay, well, all right, now let's let's look at this other part and let's do it for 30 minutes. You don't have to spend like these crazy amounts of time and energy on them. It's just consistent for like 30 minute little blocks, you know? Yeah. Consistent. It's probably the name of this podcast. I like that. Yeah, this has been so great, Trace, and I appreciate your time and just you take us on this journey through well, from mentorship to consistency to um, spiritual disciplines, finding purpose in the day-to-day instead of getting worried about finding your purpose, right? Like your macro right. purpose. That really causes people to miss out on a lot of the present moment, good things in their life. Yeah. Uh, so this I has been, yeah this yeah. has been great dude yeah well um where can people find you and how can you help them you can find me on uh instagram uh just trace t-r-e-s kennedy uh you can look me up on facebook uh trace kennedy mm-hmm. as well you can add me i think i still got a couple thousand friends i can have on facebook maybe you know I think so. yeah is there is there a limit yeah, I, I it used to be like five thousand. I want to say so. Okay, I think I don't you can know. Change. I just recently found out you can change your profile to like an entrepreneur, so people can follow you instead now. Ah, I didn't know that. Um, just found out. Yeah, Facebook is where I'm like the most active, uh, sure. but I do uh, dabble with the Instagram uh, as dabble. well, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Okay. Um, and and um. How can I help you? That's a great question. I mean, there's several different ways I can help you. I I spend my whole life helping people get healthy, um, whether it be with uh, their spiritual life, their walk with Jesus, uh, their their physical fitness life, or even with their small business. That's what I'm really focusing in on now. If you like helping people get their small businesses healthy, like in small towns, like that's my bread and butter. When I live in a small town in Alabama. And uh, just trying to help other small businesses make big impacts on like our small towns. So love it. Love it. Well, thanks again, Trace. Appreciate your time. Thank you, man. Appreciate it.